Hello and welcome. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Lily. And this is Little Home Organised, a podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organised and reclaim time for the things you love. People in larger families actually seem more organised than people who have only got a couple of kids. Because they have to be. Because they have to be. Yes, and that makes it so easy for you to plan your husband's life (laughs) and say, I would like you to do these three jobs because I know you have a day off. Oh, see, I was going to say it makes it easy to stalk a person because you know where they're going to (laughs) be. Welcome. This week's episode, we're going to be talking about the family calendar. We're going to talk about the different options available, why knowing who's picking up the kids is kind of important, and if you're wanting to go digital, we'll share how to set up your own digital family diary. I love the way you introduced the show then, Bon, because it made me feel like you've got a story to tell with picking up children. (laughs) I certainly do. And I think we should start with that. Oh, go on. It will really set the tone for why having a family calendar or a diary and communication is very important. Uh, So Miss Four is at kindy and a few months ago... I had taken Mr. Five, who has um, an eye condition. I had taken him to the eye clinic in the city for a checkup, his yearly checkup, and I had taken Mr. Two-Year-Old with me too. So I had the boys and Miss Four was at kindy. And, of course, the appointment was right around pickup time. So I had arranged someone else, um, someone else in our support network to pick up our daughter. And while I was sitting in the waiting room at this clinic – Um, I got a couple of phone calls, I think, from – I found out I had some missed phone calls from you. I had some missed phone calls from our mum. And then I realised that there was a messenger uh, chat from one of the teachers at kindy who we're also friends with. And I thought, oh, who's all these people trying to get in touch with me? And because I have Do Not Disturb on when I'm driving in the car, um, text messages and alerts and stuff don't come through while I'm driving – to avoid the temptation of obviously looking at it. And for some reason, the phone calls hadn't come through. Maybe the car park being underground had, you know, a bit of an issue. Anyway, so I found out, okay, no one's picked up Miss Four. And I thought, oh, goodness, because the message that I actually got was an hour earlier saying no one had picked her up. Oh, no. (laughs) And so I was like really freaking out that my kid was still at kindy waiting for me. And it's like that whole do you remember the Simpsons episode where like Homer forgets to pick up Bart and mm. Bart's waiting after soccer practice and Homer comes to pick him up and it's pouring down rain and Bart's just sitting there with this really arm um, ticked off at you look on his face. And then I think Homer has bought him an ice cream because he feels bad for him that he's been late or something. And as they're driving home, the ice cream that he puts in his son's lap, which he's not even talking to him at this point, he has to break suddenly and then the ice cream goes all over Bart and so Bart's like even more cross. (laughs) So I'm just having this imagination of like, oh my goodness, my daughter is going to be traumatised forever because no one's picked her up. And anyway, long story short, when the kindy teacher didn't get on to me, she got on to mum because she knew that mum picked up our daughter from kindy a couple of days a week when I work and my mum was free and she said, yep, great, I'll go and pick her up. Anyway, turned out that it had just been a big communication error that the person who I had asked to pick them up had kind of thought I meant something else and it was like the beginning of the year so it was all you know starting one in prep starting the next one in kindy so it's just that getting used to the routine of a new school year but as a parent I just felt horrified (laughs) 
that my poor daughter um, had been left behind. And so she got picked up probably, I don't know, 20 to 25 minutes after like all the other kids. But did she have a clue that she'd oh, been left no. behind? No. no. She, she had just, the best time. She, she had, had the best play. time she, because <laughs> because my darling daughter, who's now ADHD diagnosed, loves one-on-one time. So she got all the kindy teachers to herself. So she thought it was The moral fantastic. of the story is leave your kids at kindy. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's not going to traumatise them. <laughs> but you, um, you raise a good point and that's why the family calendar is so important because – often we can have set routines in place for what happens on certain days of the week and us all being on the same page is important. But a family calendar is even more important for the instances where something changes, where there's a change to the routine and we need to make sure that everyone's on the same page. Miscommunications happen every day with everybody. So if you have a calendar that connects everyone, then that can help eliminate the likelihood of something like that um, happening. Yes, that's exactly right. And I think... If you're a busy family uh, and you've got lots of different people going in lots of different directions and if you've got other people in your support network helping out as well, it's even more important to all be on the same page and that's why when people have like triplets or quadruplets or whatever, (laughs) often you'll find extra family members really stepping in and stepping up and people have to get organised because you've got to know who's taking care of who Mm. at what time. And this is why I think you'll find people in larger families actually seem more organised than people who've only got a couple of kids. Because they have to be. Because they have to be. That movie, Cheaper by the Dozen. Yes. You know, you look at how everything runs and it has to have all those systems in place to ensure things run smoothly because it – no one could survive that kind of chaos. No. And, and so that's why a family calendar is really important. And there are a few different types of family calendars that we can use to help us keep uh, everybody's schedules and routines in place. Yeah. yeah. There, there are a few different types. And so I'm, I'm very pro-digital because I'm digital with all of my paperwork. I'm digital with the diary and the calendar. But there are lots of physical options for people who still need that visual reminder. So whether you're someone who's got um, a month-by-month calendar on the wall. Or, or the, the old-school physical diary that you have in yes. your handbag that you always pull out and flip through. Yeah, and, and there's such a variety of those. And, and you can do the one-day per page diary or you can do like a month at a glance or or you can do the customizable one like a bullet journal I was a big bullet journaler for a while there that that whole concept just blows my mind <laughs> we it might is, need to do an episode on it, it. is so like confusing <laughs> for well, me it's completely customizable to the person which is what's good about it and it's designed you know people get really pretty and if you put bullet journal on Pinterest you'll think what the hey but <laughs> no you can do them it's actually designed to be super simple but that's another physical diary that you can make and again it's something that you pop in your handbag or yes. always have you always have to have it with you to know what's going on and some people really like a huge visual so they might have like a chalkboard or a whiteboard and they've maybe got things organized so that each person has their own column or their own row and so you can write you know days of the week at the top or on the side and and you can look at and see what kind of unusual stuff and and those kind of visuals are great if you know Thursday is sports day Tuesday is library day for this particular person and you can see at a glance what everybody's doing and it's not just families like with young kids or kids in school or that need a family calendar Mm. even if you're um, a single person even if you're partnered you're married being on the same page or having a clear place to know what's going on in your day in your week in the months to come scheduling things ahead of time is really important like think about those appointments like I see a dermatologist 
And when I go to book in an appointment, I have to book at least nine to 12 months in advance. That's oh, when really? I can get Mine, my next mine's appointment. Mine's like 18 months in advance. And I'm like, hmm, what, what am, am I doing, doing in 18, 18 months? months? <laughs> um, let me get back to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's and that's another reason why we have these diaries, we have these calendars is so that we can have a plan and plot everything somewhere. You know, we talk about the mental load all the time. You can't keep all that kind of information in your head. You have to free up that space for the other stuff that really does matter. So the family calendar is important and no matter where you are in your life. And you know, there are those people who actually still operate off a mental diary. Like I can't think who it was I spoke to the other day and I said, oh, we're thinking about doing this on that day. Are you free? And they like checked their head, you know, when your eyes kind of roll to one side because you're thinking really hard. And they're like, uh, yep, I'm free. And I think, how did you do that? How do you know that? Like, I mean, they were a single person, so... They, maybe maybe that's what makes it easier maybe my brain would be less full because I have less people in my life but I feel like ever since having a baby I've become a little bit more of a potato <laughs> and so you're like, a bit brain dead <laughs> yep yep I just feel like I can't um mentally hold on to as many things as I used to and like maybe I need to change my mentality around that to actually open myself up to be able to you know, think more positively, bring in more positive change. But yeah, like I, I don't want to keep all that information in my head as well. No, not when there's all these systems around us that can actually store it for us. Mm. And I find it interesting, the whole concept of um, executive functioning and your brain planning things that you need to do. And I know that there are people in my life who are not all that great at planning things. And they're not all that great at saying, okay, I need to do this on this day let's let's book it in but it's more of a vague oh yep I'll get to that I need to do that and then it just never kind of gets planned and put in a diary or a calendar it just is like this idea that's kind of floating out there somewhere oh gosh isn't that like what we do with all our friends when it comes to catching up oh we should so catch up yes oh wouldn't that be so nice it's like oh okay if it's so nice let's do it yeah like (laughs) let's let's plan let's make a date now otherwise it will become six months again and then we'll get back to this conversation be like oh my gosh I haven't spoken to you in ages let's do that thing yeah And that's why with our calendars at work, when I'm finishing up with a client for the day and we're looking at booking their next one, they sometimes they'll say to me, oh, do I just need to ring the office? No, let's book this baby now. You've got your diary. I've got my diary. Let's look at what works. Let's commit. Let's make a plan. Yeah, let's commit. And I think that that's a really key factor in filling your diary is when you make a decision about attending an event or hosting an event, just make it, book it in and do it. It's all about being intentional and we keep, and we keep coming back to that. Mm. So there's plenty of reasons why having a family diary, a family calendar is important. You know, we're talking about freeing up that mental space so that we can focus on other things that are important to us as well. But another great advantage of it, especially if you're going digital, is we know what other people are up to. We know what other people are doing when and where. Yes, and that makes it so easy for you to plan your husband's life <laughs> and say, I would like you to do these three jobs because I know you have a day off. Oh, see, I was going to say it makes it easy to stalk a person because you know where they're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? We're thinking of different things here. <laughs> we so are. My, um, our mother has that Find My Friends app on her phone uh, and so she yeah. will constantly say to our kids when it's around that five o'clock pickup time in the afternoon, oh, mummy's just coming coming into the estate and so 
yesterday my daughter who's four said to me oh can you look on your phone and see where daddy is (laughs) and I said I don't stalk daddy like that honey I'm sorry (laughs) grandma's a little strange (laughs) I um I I said to mum that I didn't want to do the find my friend thing for a while because I was like I don't want you to see what I'm up to and then I was like wait I've got nothing to hide you can see what I'm up to that's fine and then I thought what if it was really was an emergency and she did want to see where I you know they tracked my phone to find out where I last was yes and they could see that you know I'd taken a flight to the Bahamas to have a holiday (laughs) at least they'd know that I was at the airport probably not the moment though well no not at the moment no one's traveling sadly um but that story about my daughter being left behind at kindy my mum she actually did check find my friends and saw that I was at the hospital and she's like oh that's right that's what she's doing because I don't give her access to all of my calendars I just invite her to events that are specific for her but she could see where I was and so she knew yep I've got to I've got to go and pick this poor kid up and that brings me to my next point like a good advantage of having um, a calendar is that when things crop up you know who is going to be able to help when and where because Mm. we know what's going on with each other especially in a digital situation like that like her being able to you know jump on a different app um, and, and see what you're up to is pretty cool but like to be able to open the calendar and go oh this is where they are Maybe that's why she hasn't been picked up. There's been a breakdown in communication or what have you somewhere else. Yeah, and in terms of work, because I've obviously got a few staff with Little Miss Organised, we all have shared calendars so we can see what anybody's up to at any given point of the day. And it's great because I might be working in the office with my assistant and I'll say, oh, I need to talk to one of the girls about this client and I'll I'll go to ring her and I'll go, oh, hang on, I just got to check the calendar. Oh, she's actually out. Um, with a client right now. So I'm not going to bother her now. I'm going to ring her later when I know she's finished. Yes. No, and that's important. Respecting other people's time. Yeah. Boundaries, baby. So you and I are both pro-digital mm. and I mean, there's no lie about it. <laughs> um, so obviously you and I feel quite strongly that a digital calendar is a really good way to go. And so there's a lot of pros to being digital, but there's also some cons as well. And so I think we should flesh those out um, before we hit up our clutter confessions. So pros for digital um, is that my brain doesn't have to work. The smartphone does it for me. So I can put an alert in for an event. And like at the moment, we're preparing to move house. So I was picking up some boxes from someone this morning and I put that in as a calendar event. And so that way it reminded me and I could put in where I was picking up the boxes, what time I was picking up the boxes. I could add some notes in about what picking up the boxes meant or whatever. Yeah. And it just reminded me and that's it you can fully customize stuff digitally when you go into your calendar you can put those notes and you can add the address you know you can make that calendar entry work for you you can also do repeating events which I like so Mm. if you need to pay um, someone on a certain date or you need to give a dog a tablet once a month yes or fertilize the yard every three months you can put it in you can customize it and you can take that responsibility off yourself when we think about maintaining our house oh what's that job that you do once or twice a year when do you do that oh I just get around to it why not take that mental responsibility out of your brain, put it into something digital, and then when it gets to that month, it's like, oh, some point this month, now I've, I've remembered that I need to change that, do that, um, I need to check my oil in my car, I need to do whatever, and or uh, I know that my rego payment's coming up soon. Like it's, it's a way to keep on top of everything. You can just put everything into your... Um, diary on your phone like birthdays oh I love the birthdays function Mm. so I set it up so that it's a whole day event I get reminded either a week before or the day before depending on who it is because like usually there are people in your circle like you don't forget your kids birthdays or if you do like I can't help you there but you (laughs) use those alerts to you're on your own you're on your own (laughs) 
this is not the podcast for you. Um, <laughs> you use those alerts to remind you, oh, hey, your son's best friend's birthday is in a week, so let's go and buy a present together. And then I set it to repeat every year. And I just put in the event blah, blah, blah's birthday and I usually put the year that they were born so that it doesn't matter which year the birthday is. It's not going to say it's his sixth birthday when actually he's turning 15. Yes. Yeah, and it's just a great and easy example of – why a digital calendar and having the automated setting set up is awesome. Like you said, you can have the reminder two weeks out, which goes, oh, I haven't bought a present yet. I'm going to go buy that present. And it's just, you know, let's make our lives easier. We talk about reclaiming time for the things that we love. So free yourself of these mental burdens. The mm. other thing that I um, really like about a digital calendar is you can invite people to specific events. So like you can create an entry, put it in, and then you can send it out. So to someone via their email mm. and that person then can accept your invitation to join your calendar and then they'll have the information on their end as well and it helps everybody be integrated. So you, the other thing that then happens is let's say I make the time 9am and then I realise an hour after I've made the event and sent it out, I'm like, oh, actually it should have been 10am. I go in there and I edit it and then that person gets notified that it's actually been changed to 10. Yes, and this is something I do with our mum because she looks after the kids a couple of days a week. I will actually, she's invited, it's repeating events because it's the same days every week, but on individual events, if I have to, if I'm going to be later, so say I'm working up or down the coast um, and I know I'm going to be getting back later, I'll actually put in there, I'll change the end time and I'll put a note, I'm working down, you know, down the Gold Coast or something like that. And that really helps her. If, if I drop my kids off in a real rush on that Monday morning and I haven't actually said to her, oh, by the way, I'm working down the coast all day and I'm going to be late, it's in the calendar yes. so that she can check it just in case I've failed to communicate. And that's it. And that's what we talked about earlier. It helps like foolproof things for you. It does. And the other thing we should mention with a digital calendar is it's not that it's just your phone, depending on what kind of devices you use, whether you're Apple or Android, you can sync it across all your devices. So I can look on my phone and see my calendar. I can look on my iPad and see my calendar. I can look on my Mac and see my calendar or, you know, whatever you use for your Android, if it's through your emails or what have you. And it means that no matter what device you've got, everything's always up to date. So when one thing changes on my phone, it changes everywhere. And that's, I think, is a, is a true advantage of um, being digital. And then, of course, the other advantage of having it on my phone is it's always with me. Yes, you don't have to worry about, oh, I can't I can't commit to that because I have to check my diary and my diary is at home because my diary is too big for me to carry around everywhere. So it's at home and I'll have to check it later. And reliably, most of us have our phones on us. Yes, we do. It's sad, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is. Yeah, but it, like, why not make that convenient? You know, we think of, think of all the devices that we used to have that has now been compacted into the phone. Yes. That have, those things that are now redundant are all in this one device. The like pager. The calculator. <laughs> oh, I still use my calculator every time I do wages. Do you? I think yep. there's something. I love punching those buttons. buttons. It's tactile. Yeah, it's the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that is really good about being digital is say we've got a lot of parties happening this year because it's prep. We, uh, when we get the invitation for the party, I take a photo of it and I actually attach it to the party event itself. So I don't have to worry about, oh, where's that invitation? Because like I like a clutter-free fridge. And so I know now, oh, that's right. I'm going to this kid's birthday party on Sunday. I'll go into the event, look at the attachments and double check, you know, the time, the RSVP, all of that stuff. It's just like 
It's amazing. It is life-changing. Yeah. And like in our previous episode in Paper Flow, we talked about the short-term paperwork system where you can have that draw with things like invitations and stuff mm, would go. Upcoming events. Yeah. But if you've taken a photo of it and you've attached it, you've also given yourself another backup, which is a good thing to do because let's say in the chaos of the day, for some reason you do not grab the invitation out and you hop in the car and you're on the way and you think, oh, hang on, was I supposed to bring this or, or mm. you know, something else? Flick open your phone, check the attachment. Oh, I've got the visual copy there. And what's better yet is if you've got it visually saved already in your phone, you don't even need it in that paper drawer anyway. And I mean, how how many of us, like I used to have a a paper diary, how many of us have put concert tickets or events uh, invitations into our physical diary and carried it around with us and then stuff falls out? And I I remember a time with mum a while ago where something fell out and it was actually marking a particular date, but she hadn't written it on whatever it was that had fallen out. And so when it fell out, she was really distressed because she was like, I don't know where this has fallen out and I need to get it back in that spot. And I just think that when you're digital, you don't have to worry about that stuff so much. No, but there are cons. And so we definitely need to mention them as well because- No, we don't. I'm sure we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Pros all the way. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So if you're not tech savvy, going going digital is super challenging because it's just like people who are not tech savvy and aren't willing to be engaging with technology more in their day-to-day life- it is an unnecessary stress to add into their day. Yes. To and try I, and figure out something new. And I think of our parents who never wanted to go to an iPhone and wanted to stick with their old bricks. And once we convinced them, yeah, it's better to do it. Now they love it and they would never go back from their iPads and their iPhones. I think also that around the time that that was happening is phones were getting better and yes. like able to provide more. So um, that was something to consider as well. Mm. But, you know, you might even be in a situation where you're really tech savvy, but your partner isn't. Yes. And so trying to be, you know, we talk about trying to streamline things, mm. having too many systems in your house ends up becoming chaotic and you can't commit to them all. You need to like pick a system and everybody needs to be on the same page. So if you're all about being digital and on your phone, but your partner isn't, then that may not be the best option for you. So one of my staff actually does the digital thing, but also does a visual thing because it's easier for her family. So she admits she has to double up with writing some stuff on that family calendar on the wall, but that's a sacrifice she's willing to make because it makes it easier for the rest of her family who are younger and don't have devices to be able to see what's going on. So it's about picking this, the system you want to work with and sticking with it. And I think as well on, along those lines, another con is if you're a visual person. So if yes. for you, you have to be able to see it, touch on it, a wall, touch those pages of your diary. Yeah, able to write it down. There's something about um, the actual physicality of writing something down. It's like that whole a, a goal that you set only you become, I think it's 97% more likely to fulfill a goal when you've actually physically written it down. Mm. So that might be a thing for people who are visual as well. Um, obviously with the technology side of things, there's also the, you know, sometimes likelihood of technology malfunctions or the whole Android versus Apple thing. Yes. And so, and I'll talk about this a little bit later on, but I can definitely attest to the fact that there are apps out there that can help you streamline your communication between an Apple device and an Android device for calendars. At least the ones that I've encountered are not completely smooth. And so that can be a real challenging thing if you're not on the same type of device. Yes, that's true. Now, before we get into our clutter confession for this week, I would like to encourage you to head over to our uh, Little Home Organised Community group because we've got a great debate going on this week. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Get ready to rumble! 
y'all ready for this? Paper versus digital. Which do you prefer, a paper diary or a digital diary? Head on over to Little Home Organised Community on Facebook to voice your opinion. Clutter Confessions. <laughs> my clutter confession is I used to collect all of my snake's sheds from when he was a baby right through to a grown-up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that is actually really cool. Like I remember being a kid and looking at snake skins they and are cool. thinking, wow, how interesting. But is that like the snaky equivalent of toenails? Maybe. Mm. <laughs> we should we should ask the group that one, I think. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? But like we talk about as well, I think on a previous episode, how with your babies, as they get older, you want to like hold on to certain things. So you do, you maybe want to hold on to that hospital band. Maybe you do hold on to their umbilical cord. It like, it shows that growth. Yeah. And so for this person, maybe their snake like is, is, is their, their baby. baby. Instead of it being a fur baby, it's a snake baby. It's a vinyl baby. Uh, a slithery baby? I don't think vinyl's the right word. What's the word? That sounds too much I like... I guess a snake skin. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Snake skin Scal- is the name. I think scale, a scaly baby. A scaly baby is probably a little bit more appropriate. Oh, yeah. Wow. But it makes me wonder, especially when people do keep like the umbilical cords because the blood that's inside it can be used for stem cell research. Do you think you could do the same thing with a snake skin? Ooh, interesting. Mm, might have to research that one. Got a clutter confession? We'd love you to send it in. Head to our Facebook page, send an audio file of something kooky, weird, wacky, wonderful, an item, a collection you might have. Uh, leave us an audio recording and we will make sure it stays anonymous and play it on an upcoming episode. But now to continue our discussion about family calendars, Lily, let's talk about what we do. You go first. Okay. So simply for me, I am digital and I have all of the calendar information on my phone. I have an iPhone. My husband has an Android. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. So, I mean, I used to have Android and boo. <laughs> no, I quite enjoyed it. It's, you know, it's super customizable. Uh, but lo- yeah, long story short, they don't communicate very well with calendars. No, and that's what frustrates me so much about all these big tech companies is like, please play nice. Let's teach our kids that playing nice is good. Please play nice with each other. Well, they're just totally different ways of, do- of doing things. And like, yeah, I actually keep all the calendar information on my phone. He doesn't have it on his phone. So we don't sync calendars per se. I just invite him to stuff. Is that more mental load than I want to take on? Yes. Could our calendar situation be better? Absolutely. But the one thing that we do do that works really well as far as digital like diary and calendar is our digital shopping list. Oh, we- yes. What do you use? Yeah. So it, it used to be called Wonderlist, but now it's changed the name to Microsoft yes, To Do. Yes. Yes. Love yeah. this. We use yeah. it too. Yes. Yeah. So this app is for anyone who hasn't heard of it. It's just, a, you can sync lists basically it's between. A app. Yeah. It's free. It's between devices. And we use it for shopping mm. and presents. Yes. So yep. we have a list on there and it says, things I might like for a present because whenever it comes up to a birthday and someone's like, what do you want? You think, I don't know. And then every time it's not coming up to anything, you can think of things. I know. Isn't that weird? So when we think of things, we add them to our lists, be it for birthdays or Christmas. And then it just helps the other person get an idea of what we're like liking at the moment. Sure. But the more important thing is we do it for groceries. So anytime I, you know, open the fridge, I'm like, oh, the milk's out. I'll write milk on the list. Mm. Or if I'm, you know, out and about and I think of something, I just add it to the list. And it means that if he's coming home from work 
he doesn't have to call me and be like, what do we need? Yes. He just swings by the shops and goes, oh, I just bought whatever was on the list. And so we're both actually, you have to be committed to it. And we both actually make sure that as we need stuff, it gets written in there. And it means that when he, he goes to the shop, he looks at the list and goes, oh, we need apples, milk and eggs. And what happens is while he's got the app open, if I coincidentally at the same time add things to the list, it turns up on his. Yeah, it's instant. And when he checks it off, it removes it from the list as well. Mm. So it's awesome because then you can literally in live time um, update the grocery list. And I love the star function that it has. So you can actually star the items that are an absolute priority and then the ones that are not starred, you can say they're just – whenever yeah if we or if we meet our budget just don't get them this time yeah yeah what do you guys do for your digital calendar um so we are on apple and i use uh the calendars both for work and for personal so i mentioned before um my staff so we each have a different colored calendar um and i will just unclick or click their names when i want to see all the work stuff and i'll unclick all the calendars that are personal so in terms of our personal calendars i've got a personal one i've got a work one um i've got one for the kids at the moment because they're still young but i'm probably heading towards in the next 12 months maybe giving them their own uh just because we're starting to do a few more things but we're still prep kindy and he the youngest is too so it's not One shared calendar is working fine for now. Uh, And then um, we have a birthdays calendar as well. Did I mention one for my husband? Yeah, my husband has a calendar. And so like fertilize the lawn, for example, we'll just stick that in his calendar because that's something that he does. And he's on Android and I'm on Apple. And so we use an app called Smooth Sync. And it's not always a smooth sync, let's be honest, but... Um, we're committed to making it work and we make it work 99% of the time. And that works really well for us because, and he's getting a lot better at it actually, the checking the calendar in the last couple of weeks. He said, oh, I'm blah, 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 I'm doing this today. And I'll say, oh, okay, like did you check the calendar? And he's like, yeah. So we use that and then we use the Microsoft to do for our groceries, for gifts. Um, So yeah, it might be ideas for gifts for people. We also keep a list of what gifts we've bought. So this year I'm trying to keep on budget in terms of what our gift giving budget is because we've gone way over that in recent times. And so this year, every time we buy a gift for someone, I'm actually adding that to the list. So at the end of the year, it's a bit easier to look back and say, this is how much we spent on gifts. But yeah, that works really well for us, just being completely digital, being able to be out and about and add stuff in really easily. And you share this with mum and dad too right so I only share with them events that are uh, involving them so I only invite them to yeah like when they're babysitting and um, stuff like that so that works really well yeah for us so if you're at home and you're thinking I it's it's all a bit chaotic I want everybody to be on the same page I've been meaning to set up a digital calendar but I haven't gotten to it yet or the one I've got's not quite working We are going to tell you now um, what you can do at home to get yours set up today. We certainly are. And this will actually serve as your tidy task too this week. So if you're someone who's looking to go digital, this is your tidy task. Uh, So when you're setting up a digital diary, what you want to do is you want to create one calendar per person. So if you've got five people in your family, and especially if you've got older kids who may have their own devices, this is great because then you can sync it with them. Uh, They can adjust things and it will automatically update on your calendar as well. So create one calendar per person and um, color code them. And if you do work stuff as well as personal stuff, you might decide that you yourself need a personal and a work calendar. Um, But the most important thing is to be descriptive 
and add notes as much as possible. So don't just write Fiona if your doctor's name is Fiona. Write appointment with Dr. Fiona, for example. The other thing that you can do with your events once you put them in is you can actually be really descriptive. So you can say your full doctor's name You instead of just saying one word that reminds you of that person. So that way it makes it easier. If you need to search back over your events and think, oh, where was I on that day? Or when was the last time I saw my dermatologist, for example, you can really easily search back that and find that event. The other thing that's really great to do when you're setting up your calendars is use your alerts and your reminders function and your repeating events function. So if you do the same thing every Wednesday at 10 o'clock, have that repeat every Wednesday at 10 o'clock with no end date. And then on the odd days that maybe you're not there because you're going away in six months time, you go through and delete those individual events. And that just makes it easier for your digital diary to work for you rather than against you. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, that's it for this week's episode. So thank you so much for tuning in. We know how busy life can be and we really appreciate you lending us your ears. And remember, progress, not perfection. See you later. Bye. Hey, we'd love to keep the conversation going. Head over to the Little Home Organised community group on Facebook, ask questions, find motivation and share your before and afters. And if you enjoyed the show, please help us keep it going by hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. It's free and ensures you do not miss an episode. But if you really want to share the love, leave us a rating and review. Trust me, it makes all the difference in the world. 